Creativity tip number 15. The 10,000 hours rule. Everyone at some point asks themselves these questions. How do I improve? What do I do to get better? And ultimately, how do I master my craft? Your craft may be painting, cooking, writing, martial arts, podcasting, and the list goes on. But at the end of the day, we all want to improve, right? Whether it's at a skill, a hobby, or even being creative. It's a journey toward mastery. And interestingly, we can see that journey toward mastery perfectly represented in the lives of history's creative geniuses, like Vincent van Gogh, whose journey we cover in episode 22 of this podcast. We explore the moment that Vincent decides he wants to become a great painter, and he sets out on the journey to realize that dream. Vincent is already 27 years old when he decides to focus on painting. So, in many ways, he is already late to the game. But what happens 10 years later, after diligent and focused work? Well, he becomes a damn good painter. He achieves that goal. His work even starts to receive the acclaim of his peers, fellow artists who see his work in Paris. In those last three years of paintings, Vincent's greatness as an artist is undeniable. And that brings us neatly back to the topic of this creativity tip, the 10,000 hours rule. Those 10 years of Vincent's pursuit to become a master of oil painting perfectly embody the 10,000 hours rule. What is it? How can you apply it in your life? Let's talk about it. In 2008, the author, Malcolm Gladwell, released a book called Outliers. I remember picking up a copy, underlining passages as I read it, scribbling my opinions in the margins like I usually do, and enjoying the casual yet inquisitive tone of the book. Outliers is a non-fiction book about the strange origin stories of success and how the most successful people often start as the outliers in society. There is one concept in the book that has always given me food for thought and which I want to share with you today on this creativity tip. Malcolm Gladwell calls it the 10,000 hours rule. The basic premise is this. To achieve mastery in any skill that requires complex cognitive processes, you need to put in roughly 10,000 hours of effort spread across a 10-year span. In other words, if you want to become a master at something, you will have to clock in about 10,000 hours into that domain. That could be anything from cooking, computer coding, rapping, martial arts, piano playing, oil painting, and so on. This theory was first discovered by psychologists who were studying chess players. Researchers love studying chess players because their level of ability is represented by a number. Yeah, it's like in a video game or a role-playing game character sheet. The number rating system of chess players gives researchers a guarantee that a person has achieved the level of a chess master. The number is based on their wins and losses against other players of similar levels of ability. For example, it is said that Bobby Fischer's chess rating was 2,881, and Garry Kasparov's rating was 2,875. When researchers did studies on chess players, 
they found that to reach that chess master status, the player spent roughly 10,000 hours of practice across 10 years of time. Interesting, right? And for the most part, this seems to hold true in other fields as well. For example, there is the famous study done in 1993 by a professor of psychology at Florida State University named Anders Ericsson. The paper for that study was published in the Psychological Review with the title The Role of Deliberate Practice in the Acquisition of Expert Performance. Professor Erickson measured and tested the abilities of violin players, comparing their total accrued amount of practice time over the years and correlating that with their abilities on the violin. And it held true. There was something special about accruing roughly 10,000 hours over the span of 10 years. Something which made a musician stand out above their peers, who perhaps only accrued 5,000 hours. And this is regardless of what age they started. This study by Anders Ericsson is cited by Malcolm Gladwell in his book, Outliers. And it is also where he gets that infamous 10,000 hours theory. It's a compelling theory. I like it personally because it forces us to reconsider the importance we place on natural talent. It implies that there are factors that lead to extraordinary ability which are within our control. It reminds me of this sports aphorism that I've always loved. It goes, hard work beats talent when talent refuses to work hard. And funny enough, there's this one from Bruce Lee. He said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times, Unquote. Again, this theme arises. The secret to greatness and mastery is practice, and a lot of it. Whether you're looking to perfect your front kick or your poetry, you are going to need to put the time in, like all the creative geniuses who have come before you. Let's assume you wanted to apply the 10,000 hours rule in your life. What would that look like? Well, accounting for sleep, we can say you have roughly 16 hours in a day at your disposal. That's about 112 hours in a week. If you want to master a specific craft in 10 years, you can actually decide how you could dedicate your time to it. Here are some quick examples. You can do two hours a day, every day, for 10 years. Or if you want to have weekends off, you can do four hours a day on weekdays only. Or let's say you want to only dedicate two days to your craft, you can do two days a week with seven hours each and the rest of your days for other things. Or you could even potentially shorten the amount of time your mastery might require by upping yourself to three hours a day every day, which would reduce it to about nine years. And of course, you can also divide your time in any other way you prefer. It's pretty interesting. But the key is to stay dedicated and to keep it consistent. And it's worth noting that formal education can actually play a role in those 10,000 hours. What's interesting about things like college or specialized high schools is that they get you started on accruing those hours rather quickly. For example, I went to an art-centric high school for four years as a teenager, and looking back on it now, I really appreciate the opportunities that provided me to focus on developing my visual art. I imagine that if I had gone to my regular zone school, 
that I would have still pursued art at home, but I wouldn't have had the extra boost of support that the school structure provided, where we would do figure drawing classes every Thursday, let's say, or I would learn oil painting tricks from a teacher one-on-one -on -one every few days. It acts as an accelerant for your 10,000 hours, in a sense. The same can be said for college. I went to the Conservatory of Music at Brooklyn College for four years, and then NYU for my grad studies in music composition and film scoring. Now, those six years were the most intensive and rigorous educational experiences I've ever had. I cannot even tell you how many hours I accrued toward the craft of music composition in those six years. But it was easily in the thousands. And without that rigorous educational structure, I probably would have only managed half of that on my own. So don't write off formal education in whatever field you are passionate about. The institutional structure can act as an accelerant to your development through the time it forces you to dedicate to your craft, but also the higher quality learning you may receive from a decent teacher. And that cannot be overstated. What may take you five hours to learn on your own may take only 30 minutes to learn from a good teacher. The 10,000 hours is not a hard rule. It is more of a symbolic guide to remind you that mastery is always possible, but it is never sudden. It is cumulative. Going back to our Vincent van Gogh example, even though we look at him as this loner out painting in the fields in solitude, he did receive some elements of formal education. He took painting lessons from a cousin who was an accomplished artist. He attended figure drawing classes in several institutions. He frequently spoke with other artists and absorbed their influences. And finally, he would devour books about art techniques throughout his entire life, often creating practice paintings that emulated the styles of specific artists he admired. And that brings us to our final point about all of this, deliberate practice. This is a term popularized by that same study by the psychologist Anders Ericsson. Deliberate practice refers to a deliberate and goal-oriented dedication to your craft during those precious hours you are doing it. If you are trying to learn how to paint a perfect human eye, but you have the TV on and you are half watching a soap opera, it's just not going to work. It will honestly take you twice as long. You may think you can multitask, but you are more likely just doing your practice a disservice. The act of sitting down and trying to improve your craft requires your full and undivided attention. This is what deliberate practice is. You are actively trying to improve, which means you are trying to effectively rewire the neural connections in your brain. You think those neural pathways will rewire when, when only half of your attention is on the task? I doubt it. If it's practice time, it's time for deliberate practice. And don't worry, your brain will give you a nice dopamine hit reward when you sit through some of that discomfort and create something new or triumph over something difficult. It's the little daily rewards that really keep you going. In closing, if you remember nothing else, remember this. Mastery is always possible, but it is never sudden. It is cumulative. This has been creativity tip number 15, the 10,000 hours rule. I hope you enjoyed that and found it useful. 
I'm currently hard at work on the final episode of the Vincent Van Gogh trilogy. It will be released this month, so stay tuned for that. Be sure to click the bell notification icon for Creative Codex in your podcast app. That way, you will get a personal notification when the next episode or creativity tip is released. If you enjoyed this mini-episode, please share it with someone. If you'd like to support the show in some way, please head over to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash mjdorian. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash m-j-d-o-r-i-a-n, where you can gain access to all of the creativity tip mini-episodes, as well as episode exclusives not featured in the full-length narrative episodes. And thank you for your support. I'd also like to thank everyone who writes in to me, either in emails or in DMs on my Instagram. Honestly, uh, you guys make my day and make my week sometimes with the things you say and the things you share. It really means a lot to me to know this little show is providing something meaningful to so many people. Thank you for that. This has been Creative Codex. I am your host, MJ Dorian. Until next time, just remember, mastery is always possible, but it is never sudden. It is cumulative. <laughs>